0: Suggest a new strategy on-
1: Listeners, this is Kay from the Smut Hut, also known as Blowjob of the Hut. And we have a very special interview and something new that we're trying here today uh, called Behind the Hut. Uh, We have a co-host today. um, Her name is Amy and Amy is going to introduce herself. And then we're going to talk about who we're interviewing today. Hey,
0: guys, I'm Amy. I am a fan fiction reader and writer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and today we're interviewing aqua
2: ow, ow. wolf girl aqua are you excited I'm to be so here with excited. us <laughs> you have no idea um hi i'm aqua you can find me at aqua wolf girl at ao3 twitter tumblr i have a dorky username no one else wanted it so oh
1: <laughs> it's adorable it. and very easy to it. remember mm-hmm and of course, I didn't give myself away, you know, my my handle is DarkLadyK on AO3, as well as uh, Twitter. It's D-R-K-L-D-Y-K-A-Y. And so we're interviewing Aqua today and asking her some questions hey. about what drives her as an author. So, Aqua, can you tell us a little bit about what got you into Raylo first and foremost?
2: Well, at first, I have to admit, I was a Damari at first. And then I saw a Relo art on Tumblr. I can't remember which one it was. There were so many at that point. Post TFA around January. And then I went, ooh, this is a nice little crack ship. This will never happen. This is totally safe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, start, I started out with just a little one shot and then jumped right into St. Wars Rolex.
1: Oh my gosh. So you've been writing Satan Wears a Rolex from yeah. the beginning? Wow. Since you became yeah. a racer? I, I should finish it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. We at the Splendid Hut and uh, adjacent uh, podcasts in this case uh, never oh, want to pressure off. Definitely authors. not. You know what? You'll. Mm-mm. you got you got to do your mm-hmm. own thing when you can. I would love to hear
0: about <laughs> what made you sort of because I, I have a similar story in that I um I was reading a lot of Rogue One fanfic and then I found a story that was Raylo, and I'm like what is this? Aren't they related? And- <laughs> oh my God. But Amy that is so good. And then, and then and I, just- I just went from there and I remember finding Satan wears a Rolex and just becoming obsessed oh. and reading it in my hotel room in china when i was taking students abroad oh my god and i was devouring that um and it was it was just so good so i would love to hear a little bit about um what inspired this like long story that
2: that you know has taken you through what four four years now yeah um it was just one of those i have these crazy 3am ideas and so it just, I was watching Devil Wears Prada and I thought, hmm, what would happen if I put, because Kyla ran through his tantrums in the workplace constantly. So what would happen if I made him kind of a Miranda Priestly character? And then it just snowballed from there. And I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I wasn't taking it seriously, but it was just a fun story that I was enjoying mm-hmm. writing. And then all of a sudden, overnight, it blew up. And I still don't know why, but um, it's just been an incredible journey uh, that started out as kind of a what if question and then has become such a huge part of my life.
0: I love that. Um, Like the the Supreme Leader wears product. Is that sort of on brand for you in terms of like um, what you're interested in outside of writing, like writing about high fashion in design? I I would
2: love to hear more about that. I love Fashion so much. Like, my Pinterest is entirely runways. Um, I have so many fashion books. I wear jeans and t shirts constantly, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can still write Hope oh, Couture. Yeah. Uh, no, fiction. no, she's totally fine. I wear toms instead of la but yes. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that is so perfect.
2: So yeah, I just have always loved fashion. I wanted to be a fashion designer when I was much younger except then I realized, one, I can't draw, two, I can't sew. So writing about it was kind of the next step. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense because
0: of the of the care in detail that you put into talking about um, what people are wearing and how that is a projection of themselves or how they want other people to see them. And that's one thing that I really loved as a reader and as a lover of fashion when reading um, Satan Wears a Rolex. And I was just like, oh. This person just must love fashion too. We need to be friends and talk about <laughs> shoes that we can't afford. Yes. <laughs> um, is there is there like a particular turn of phrase in the story or a moment where you're like, "This is just signature me."
2: I time I'd say anytime I write about food or fashion, I can't think.
0: That's <laughs> so divine. Yes. I can't I think of that. a
2: particular scene, but. Every time I write about food or fashion, that's kind of like it's it's my brand. And people have started to recognize that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I get compliments mm-hmm. on my fashion descriptions or my food descriptions all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yes, that's what I wanted to do.
1: So that's, it's really nice to have a brand. And that was kind of a question that I had. Can you describe your favorite food for us like you're writing a fan fiction?
2: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I put no, you on this spot the here, description. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of like what food I want to describe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, Well, one of the things I love to make are French macarons. Um, <gasps> oh. I,
1: My heart just yeah, beat One yeah, of extra the first fast. things I
2: taught myself to cook because I was like, go big or go home. So let's just make the most complicated thing oh, possible. Yeah. Um, yes. And I just love the really smooth, shiny texture of the top mixed with like you bite into it and it just cracks beneath your teeth. And depending on the filling, it just kind of like oozy or sticky or it's just so sweet. And it's just a complete experience and that's why you only need to eat like three of them because it's
1: so true they are <laughs> yummy
0: they are yes they are yeah, they I can, are very I can definitely expensive. I've, i as someone who's been reading you for a long time aqua i would say the food descriptions and then any sort of like playful polyamory kind of stuff yes would would, would, would make me oh, go yeah. like oh this is aqua
1: you know <laughs> Also, for me, it's the consent thing because a lot of your fix. It's so much asking, and that's Mm -hmm. so wonderful. Um the Smahut reviewed our consent fix on episode 13, and we did Love and Comfort, Sex and Wondering If This Could Be Our Turn. And that was the one that I was supposed to read. And (laughs) oh, it was so good. There was just so much there was just so much asking, and like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Like I I feel a lot that when I'm reading authors and now that I'm doing this podcast, that I can kind of see who authors are in love with, you know, like what characters really are they in love with? And I felt like a lot in the love and comfort fic that you were very much Mm -hmm. in love with Kylo. And I felt the same way in Laundromat that like you were really in love with Kylo and you always write him within a lot of your fics with this kind of consent of may I, can I? And it's just, (laughs) it's so hot.
2: It's so hot. It's something I don't read often. And so, Mm -hmm. or I don't find a lot of Mm -hmm. authors include a lot. Um, a, a lot. It is included yeah. a lot of the time, but it's just kind of a do you want to do this? Yes, okay, let's go. Um, so I really wanted to kind of sprinkle it throughout, just because it's something that mm-hmm. I like to read. And it's
0: and it's an extension of of the sort of interest that the characters have in each other in asking for that consent because you want because it's very clear that they want the other person to be as fully interested and invested in whatever they're about to do. And I, I just find that so romantic. I mean even um oh, yeah. even in um which fic was it when it was um Eros mm-hmm. when it when it's Poe and mm-hmm. Kylo and Ray and
1: I'm like yes
0: <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Oh,
1: that is just it is so good you get what is Sophia Sophia calls it uh, murder husbands but I feel yes. like with I don't know what you would call because it because there's it's such Kylo a wonderful study
0: in contrast but as as different as they are in that story they're both very interested in in keeping Ray, like having her be comfortable and be a partner. And I really enjoyed that.
2: I love writing Poe as contrast to Kylo and I know some of my readers don't because I get comments all the time like there's too much Poe in this, there's too much Poe in this, or like, is Ray interested in Poe? And I'm like, if if Ray was interested in Poe, you would know it and it would be tagged. It exactly. would be tagged. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I do appreciate that because I do feel like you tag everything I very clearly, um, which is really yes. nice. Yeah, and I guess that that kind of like it, it brings me to another question: like how how do you um, process that feedback <laughs> that you Some get?
2: Them, well, I didn't used to have a beta reader, and now I kind of well, I wouldn't call her a beta reader. I just have someone who I bounce ideas off of and kind of share my story with just to ask, is this okay? Like, Am I reading this, am I writing this correctly? Are you reading this correctly? Is it cohesive? Um, And so she doesn't edit grammar or anything like that. It's just, is this crap before it goes online? Um, (laughs) And so she knows my writing. And so anytime I get something a little bit critical, I kind of go through her and say, is this the way you read it? And she gives me feedback based on that. Um, so oh, I, that's I, wow. wonderful. I have someone I have a few people I can talk to and say, "Hey, did you get this?" And, I mean, of course, all criticism is valid. It's just I like to have a second opinion just to know that <laughs> I didn't write it., <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I just think in fan fiction in general is that certain parts of the story are always going to be you navigating your own trauma your own kinks your own past but it's also very hard for the readers because they've invested so much of their mental energy that sometimes their criticisms can come mm-hmm. off really harsh you know I don't know how you guys do <laughs> it, 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 is, it is it is really tough like I um I
0: I don't write happy endings a lot of times and I've gotten, I've gotten slammed for it on some of my, on some of my stuff. So there's a hint for anyone who wants to find me. And, and I've had people be like, I read, you know, 20 chapters for an ambiguous ending. Oh, no. Well, I'm sorry. That's how life works. You know, yeah. sometimes love isn't enough. And that, that's what I wanted to write. And and it is hard to
1: figure that out. You know, it's valid. It's mm-hmm. valid. And, this again, I'm like going on. I'm just powering through these questions. Uh, Aqua, you talk a lot about you how you write fluffy fix. Like you're, uh, you always say you're an optimist yes. on Twitter all the time. That always makes me smile. And so even when I was reading something that could have been really angsty, uh, like I feel like Satan wears a Rolex. This is an example of the angst that could be really oh angsty. Um. Uh, <laughs> but like I read Laundromat, and like that could have been angsty, but it was just so mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. And then your Trash Triplets, please. keep keep loving me was like angsty for like a sentence. And then it was like, (laughs) we're together now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how do you feel like that might be just a reflection of you? Um, What part of the like the fluffiness and the tender emotions like really like resonates with you?
2: It's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of what I've been through. I went through a lot of terrible things in a very short period of time. And so I just went, mm-hmm. screw sadness. I'm just going to write happy. Um, and actually, Saint Wars a Rolex had a different ending originally before oh, the rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker. And then, can, I can, can you tell us? Um, I don't know if listeners would want to hear it, but um, Ray and Kylo were going to break up. Right? Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm so excited because yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> um, Ray was going to decide like it isn't it, the fame isn't like it's not worth it to be going through this every single day. And so she they have a very mutual breakup. Kylo understands. He's like, yep, totally get it. I'm here to support you no matter what. He gets her a job with Luke. Um, and then the epilogue was going to be her coming back into the office. Um, because she decided that, yes, it, it, he actually was worth it. And so oh, wow. I, I knew the dress she was that. going to wear, like she's going to wear a floral dress like Persephone coming back to Hades after winter. <gasps> um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Love that. Always and, will. Um,
2: Kylo was going to be like a complete and utter mess at his desk and Hux was going to call her and be like, hey, you need to at least talk to him or something.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, call her I love it. Italy
2: and say hey you need to you need to go back (laughs) but um, it has since changed to a much more optimistic ending that I haven't written yet but know what it is and I'm excited to write
0: yeah but but I do feel like even though you do write stuff that is, you know, happy and and fluffy, it isn't without teeth. And, and you do provoke questions that that I think are really important, like when thinking about um, Eros, because I'm going to go back to that one, because um, I love I love anything with um, the Greeks and the Romans and history. Um, but but I loved that there was a conversation about about Ray that Poe and Kylo had without her and sort of agreeing how things were going to go down and that as respectful and as kind as both of them were, Ray was still living in a society that was intensely patriarchal and that those kind of like conversations about sex and everything, especially with multiple partners really were more concerned with men. And I, I just thought that was a really fascinating kind of reality check in the story. It didn't take away from like the sweetness or the romance of it, but but it was a great reminder. Um, and I have just noticed that a lot, um, especially in your other stories, too, that that you do have those deeper moments where you're like, hey, here, here's some reality. <laughs> this is sweet. But, you know, I can be real, too.
1: Well, and I, as I said, I mentioned to uh, Amy earlier is that, um, and to you, that since it, for me, it's harder to read the longer stories, I actually pulled in another uh, listener, uh, Pretty Girl, to come help um, out with giving me some summaries of the longer ones, because she's a very big fan of so yours. Much. And she also said, I, I know she's, she's so wonderful. Cool. Isn't she?
2: Like, <laughs> like I, I love her.
0: When she started following me on Twitter, I was like,
2: oh my God, I'm so excited. She's so cool. Anyway.
1: But uh, she really enjoyed the fact, the same exact thing, where she said that um, uh, Aqua calls attention to the tropes that are accurate to the time, but also unfair or upsetting. And that doesn't detract from the sex. And I appreciate the time Aqua took to discuss it. Mm -hmm. So it's not the only is you're not. That's that's definitely something that I think a lot of readers appreciate Mm -hmm. is that they're still there. So it's still accurate. But the fact that they talk about Mm -hmm. it and address it is probably something that I know I appreciate as a historical romance novel novel lover is when things happen and then they talk about (laughs) it afterwards (laughs)
0: because Because it's, it's nice, I don't know, like, I just, I really, I enjoy that, especially when looking at the potential for power imbalance, especially in Satan Wears a Rolex, mm-hmm. where that is actually talked about and addressed in a way that makes sense, rather than just sort of having confusion for confusion's sake or drama for drama's sake. Yeah. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. Aqua, is, is that something that you just kind of hate? Because I noticed that you avoid it in your writing, That that if there's a good reason for confusion, that it always makes sense rather than just
2: sort of manufacturing something upsetting for a scene or two yes I hate confusion I hate miscommunication more than anything and so I rarely have it just because it frustrates me so much like it's a problem that can completely be avoided if people would just stop being so selfish and thinking about themselves um and so yeah (laughs) pretty much no no
1: (laughs) No, I think, I I think that's, I think that's, it's rare. I feel like it's very refreshing, um, because a lot of authors and and, and pu- traditional publishing models too, they really enjoy the idea of like miscommunication. Like that's that's a really big trope in just a, a, every young adult novel, every single romance, like especially contemporary romance novels. Yes. Like you have a whole conversation about if you just sat down and talked about it, you could figure out this guy's an asshole and you don't want to be with him, <laughs> or you could actually like figure out what's going on. And I. I appreciate the fact that it's so refreshing that you still have conflict, um, but the conflict is not much longer than a chapter or a half a chapter of us. We should really sit down and talk about this. I really need to address and be straightforward about what you did that hurt me. Um, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it, it seems like you're really modeling. I mean, you're, you're modeling for readers sort of the ideal, at least for me, what I think the ideal is in a relationship, which is um, like when my husband and I argue, he actually said to me early in the relationship, we we're both getting heated. He goes, we're not communicating effectively. Let's just take a minute and talk about this. And I really, I love that because I, I feel like you're sort of building a romance or a world that you would want for yourself or for someone that you care about, you know, not, and, and not to say that you don't care about your, um, your characters, but that you also kind of want to see in the world you're, you're, you're making that happen. And I love that.
2: I'm basing it a lot off of my parents who had a wonderful, <gasps> very, they communicated with each other great, wonderfully all the time. And so I'm just kind of basing mm-hmm. it off of what was my reality.
1: Yeah,
0: so. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful.
2: That is <laughs> the most romantic thing that I
0: have heard
1: <laughs> in a while. Like, <gasps> what advice would you give just for new fan fiction put writers it
2: out there just write what you want and put it out there um because you never know if it if it doesn't become big then it doesn't become big but it it's so random what does become big and what picks up traction um but also don't rely on that like just write the stories that you want to write if you get if you yeah i think that's really important great fantastic but for at least for me writing is not for validation or attention it is I have an idea in my head and I want to get it out um and this fandom is so weird all the time like things become big and things completely flop and I've had I've had two big fix and I've had a lot of flops um and it's just It's not about timing. It's not about tropes. It's not about whether it has smut or not. It's just random. And so don't take it personally if something misses the mark or something doesn't get as big as you hoped it would. It's not you. It's some random universe thing that has absolutely nothing to do with how talented you are, how wonderful your writing is, if you checked all the boxes. It is not you. Keep writing.
0: Oh, I love, <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm actually love going that. to like save that
1: to my phone and I'm going to play it for myself when I don't want to write. Going off that question, um, I noticed that you have a lot of general audiences, teen, mature and explicit. And that was really exciting to me because at this moment, we get asked a lot for those. And um how do you decide when an idea, especially if it's maybe not a one shot, uh, needs to have a higher rating? Does it just kind of like sort of come to you? When do you decide that you're just like, this is going to be a general audience and all I need is fluff today? Because I'm not going to lie, I was reading your polyfic. uh, poly fic, uh gotta love the little things Mm. and I was like I really need some smut here (laughs) but at the same time it was so fluffy and sweet and made my heart hurt and how
2: shy Ben was like my heart happy (laughs) well there's an epilogue to that that is just entirely smut um Oh, I need to make sure I read <laughs> that one. I skipped it apparently. It's different positions for each month. Um, oh, yes! <laughs> oh, I'm so
1: spoiled. We don't deserve any of our fanfiction authors, oh. but especially not you. <laughs>
2: God um, bless you. So I don't that's a really interesting question. I've never actually thought of. I think it just depends on like the context of the story. Like there's some um There are definitely some stories that I will never make explicit, just because I don't think it needs it. Um, Like, the tension will never get that hot. Um, I'm not entirely sure. It it just depends on how I'm feeling and, I guess, how I write it. So it's like a gut instinct
1: more.
0: Sort of like, does it... does like the sexy level suit the story rather than mm-hmm. the sexy level suit the reverse? Yeah.
2: It's it it, it, it seems like you're very plot driven. Mm-hmm. Some of the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. okay. And yet I never planned anything. Um
1: <laughs> Oh really? Nope yeah because that was one of our questions too like how do you uh how do you plan out your fix do you do you write like a whole outline or do you just kind of like go with the flow and go back and edit
2: i don't i am terrible i never edit anything um and i never plan anything um, wow. <laughs> i would not recommend that um but it's a case of i had Two outlines for Saint wears Rolex and completely de- mm-hmm. ditched both of them. Um, <gasps> and yeah, the original Saint wears or Rolex, Kyla was much more of an asshole. And then I realized that's problematic. And so <laughs> that one will never see the light of day. Um, I, I mean, I love that. And I'm also
0: fascinated because I have to outline like every little bit so i am so impressed with you
2: thank you yeah i'm just flying by the seat of my pants sane rose or is the only story that i have an ending for everything else i literally well actually no out of water i do have an idea for the next chapter but yeah that is that's yeah that's it
1: i (laughs) I always think it's just so interesting. I just and this is something that I'll probably ask every author when we do interviews is is how they put out map out their things, because I feel like it's it's just it's just so interesting to me. So, Amy, Mm -hmm. you said you don't you don't you You, plot everything out.
0: Yes. Yes. I I actually have a giant notebook that I will show you that I actually carry with me everywhere. It has all my stuff for work, but then it has all my outlines in it, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'll I'll sit there and I'll take notes. At one point, I, like, built a lightsaber that was going to be raised out of cardboard tubes to see how it would work. Yeah, but that's also why I don't finish anything. So, yeah. Well, I never finish
2: anything either, so...
0: but, but you are super prolific. And that is one thing as like a very devoted reader of yours, Aqua, that I really appreciate is that there is always something new. And even if it's been a minute since something updated, I'm always overjoyed when it does update. It's like, yay, this is so great. Um, you know, it's like my, my phone is just sending me a little bit of joy at that moment.
2: yeah. I need to finish arrows. That's not actually finished it says it's finished it's, it's not finished it's not oh
0: Oh no like you totally just made my day oh my gosh it's, yeah, written. it's
2: the it's the threesome chapter so yeah oh oh
1: okay <laughs> man we're we're just
0: getting just diamonds here
1: um <laughs> we are we are just getting fed we are getting fed
0: um but when you read is like do you look for ratings or do you look for authors or kind of like tropes or anything like that just thinking about our last question with with like how you sort of decide what a story is rating um like what what you look for when you read
2: I am terrible and haven't read anything in a very very long time just because it's it's gotta be hard it's writing. Writing. you write so mm-hmm. much hmm yeah um our fandom is absolutely incredible and has so many talented people that i just get overwhelmed constantly by it um
0: it is truly an embarrassment of riches
2: yep yeah
1: it really is it really is my my uh open tabs on my safari would tell you what an embarrassment of riches is it is
2: because there's like 200 tabs open and i'm just like how oh gonna read all of these (laughs) but any i I gravitate mainly towards historical au's and arranged marriage Mm -hmm. au's Ooh, that's your catnip huh Mm -hmm.
0: so we're we're gonna put that out into the universe that people should write those things (laughs) to appease to appease you we want to
2: see more of that in the world i would love that i need to finish all there are first So, Aqua,
1: when you're feeling like you have writer's block or you're feeling uninspired, how do you get your creativity flowing?
2: Um, Well, I pretty much never have writer's block, except for the fact that I have ideas coming in constantly. Um, I, I like to tease that I have two voices in my head. One of them is my actual voice focusing on what I am actually doing. And then the second one is writer voice. And I get ideas from absolutely everywhere. Like Oh wow. I um wow. <laughs> I played this game with people where they give me a word and I come up with 10 story ideas for it.
1: What? <laughs> that's amazing. So wait, can I, I, can, I can I can I do brains. that now and you just give me one? Sure. Smut. Um no,
2: that's boring. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> feather. Feather. Okay, feather. Feather. Okay. Um I just had like 16 ideas fly through my head. Well, once. Oh my gosh, just give me one. One <laughs> Swan Lake AU where Ben is a black swan and he's the one who is cursed. And Ray oh is God. a peasant girl who keeps on finding like black feathers as he flies overhead. Oh and she oh wonders where God. all these black feathers are coming from and investigates and sees this prince at the edge of the lake.
1: So wait, do you write Raylo prompts? Because I feel
2: like maybe you do. I should.
1: I don't think I've
0: ever submitted every anything. Like, I mean, you really should. Yeah, like that, that's incredible. I went so literal that I was like, right, light, light is a
1: feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> I mean, that could be an awesome like witchcraft AU, believe me. I would I would read right, that. Right. I would read that. But also
0: kind of punny as well. Stiff as a board. I'm so dumb.
1: <laughs> no, you're not.
0: No, you're you're not.
2: so smutty. <laughs> and that's exactly what we want here. You went Smut, I went I fantasy, it. which is pretty much on brand.
0: <laughs> um, do you have a favorite outfit description of Ray's from Satan Wears a Rolex? Like, it's such a fangirl thing to ask. But I love all of Ray's outfits
1: well and i just love that Ako was like um she's gonna wear a flower no. dress when she comes back to him
2: so obviously you have that picked out I so i, I already know I need have to the know. outfit picked out for this epilogue i love all of her gala dresses um
0: i i loved the dress when they were in the hallway with the camera <laughs> and i was just like yes oh yes
2: <laughs>
1: Is that is that one scandalous? Because I know I know scandalous things happen. It it was a scandalous
0: dress. (laughs) I wish people could see our faces.
1: Yeah, which is mostly just blushing and like giggling like five year olds.
2: I also love all of the simple Valentino dresses that she wore just to um, press conferences and the like brunches and things like that, because they were all of them were kind of one solid color. And it was more about the shape than anything else.
1: D- Daisy Ridley could wear a paper bag, and
2: she would. She look wore, like a hefty bags. bag
1: to one of the premieres. <laughs> Looked gorgeous.
0: Oh yeah, with the with 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 the like, um, it was supposed to be goddess shaped, but then like it went around her neck which i thought like a choker that i thought was very strange because the shape of that reminded me of bjork's swan dress and how and how the swan went around her neck and i was like Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what's happening is it venom like on her because i don't blame venom i don't know i have a (laughs) lot of questions about that dress at the last jedi premiere you would never put her in that dress aqua
2: i kind of liked it actually mainly just because it looked like a trash bag and it looked like she was owning a trash bag
0: i mean I like, she yeah, i mean she could make a trash bag work like an actual glad bag
2: but i do like i do like her as much as i hate the movie i do like the rise of skywalker dresses significantly more
1: yeah.
0: Oh. Her, oh, her oh, premiere dresses for those one was incredible. I loved the red one.
2: Mm-hmm, the red one. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. And then all of the pants that she did on the press tour as well. I thought that was a really bold choice because she didn't do a lot of pants previously. I, she and she looks so
1: good in um, pantsuits. Are you she really excited
2: does.
0: about any particular characters from the Rise of Skywalker integrating them into any ongoing stories? I would love to insert pride somehow. Yeah, he's
1: so good. He's so like snooty. He really is. He's such a good villain. I love those character actors
2: that are always villains and he's one of them. He is. I was debating inserting Rose into Satan wears a Rolex, but I feel like it's a little too late now Mm -hmm. because that story has been going on for so long. And the chapters were so late by the time. Last Jedi came out that I was just like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to give her the amount of time I really wish I could. That's really interesting to think about
1: because I never really thought about people who have been writing since, you know, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens and writing so much in that time period, like they saw it and they were like, I am inspired. I'm going to write fan fiction about this. And then you come to Rise of Skywalker and you have so much content that you have to figure out. Am I going to disregard all this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to try to add it in at the last minute for something like that? That is a problem I never thought about.
0: Yeah, I had neither. I mean, if you could put Rose in, where where do you think you would insert her? Like, if if you could just slide her probably in somewhere, probably
2: either uh, an employee of the magazine or just someone who Ray encounters, like at a restaurant or like her favorite barista or something like that, who comforts her. Because I have, I have all the Knights of Ren as editors from different countries for the magazine yeah that 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 was such a fun detail Um, (laughs) that was i loved that yeah i'm not sure where i mean i would want to give her some kind of important position of course and include her more but i don't know what she would be in the fashion world
1: I always love that they make her like they they take the fact that she didn't talk very much in TROS and like make her into this like super aggressive like upfront sort of like general of something you know like I'm in charge of this thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's where that's what I feel like I would channel her if I were one of those people who wrote. I would just be like I'm going to make her super yeah, kick ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like like i i could see her taking charge of like maybe maybe the canadian magazine or something you know like 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 she's the canadian editor and she comes in and like has a bullwhip and shows hux who's boss cuz yeah. yeah something like that i that don't know that would be
2: awesome or like cuz hux is going to italy maybe what hux is to kylo which is executive editor
1: his his Maybe his Rose editrix. So are you are you slowly shipping ginger flour here? Cause that's kind of my new favorite. Oh I ship everything. Ah, sh- ship everything. Yes, that's so nice. I love that. I love that. As I said earlier, as I said
2: earlier, why ship one person ship when all. you can ship yeah. everyone? Exactly. <laughs> I tried to do that that meme that went around for a few days, where it was just the circle of all the characters, and you drew lines as to like who was your OTP, who who do you like, and it just, just scribble all over. It just ended up looking like a rubber band ball. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because they all have such different qualities and they all work together so beautifully in different ways. Um, And actually thinking about it, Aqua, you are one of the few folks that I know that writes Poe Amelin, which I adore. Oh, Oh my goodness. That that has been
1: my thing since Last Jedi. I was so turned on by the two of them, like getting in each other's space and Holdo being that couple inches taller. Oh so good. I've been in love with Laura Dern since
0: I was ten and I saw Jurassic Park. And like I've met her. She was so sweet. You have? What does she smell like? Oh my god, that was
1: so creepy.
0: (laughs) 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 Jamie, you are
1: the queen, and this is why I asked you to help me with this, because what does she smell like? That is so on brand for the Smut Hut. Thank you. <laughs> I
0: mean, I-, I think she has to, like, smell powerful and maybe kind of floral.
2: Yeah, it was it was very floral. Um, I didn't get that close to her, but I did say hi, I love you. <laughs> Uh, she just said thank you and walked away, but she, like, gave me a wave and a nice little smile. I was like, my my day, ha- my entire year has been made. My entire life has I would have just yeah. laid
0: on the floor and just waited for death to take me. I would have been fine <laughs> after that. Like,
2: it's it's all good. I didn't get a picture of her because she went by so fast. We were in Cannes, France, um, but I did see her speak, and I have pictures from that.
0: <gasps> You've been to Cannes. That's fancy. <gasps> <Yeah>. <gasps> I feel like that needs to be in a fic, <laughs> like all of the can.
2: I based a lot. Well, actually, no, I can't say I based a lot say it because that's Paris and also wrong time. But um, maybe there's an epilogue. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And especially if there's something about like the can dress code that I'm fascinated with. But tell me about this dress code.
2: I didn't go to the film festival. I went to. I went to an advertising festival advertising and design festival where they give awards to the best um the best commercials the best campaigns yeah and they um they've been trying to integrate a lot of celebrities to get people to come so I met Ian McKellen Laura Dern I literally walked into Carly Claus and then apologized profusely before realizing who she was and then apologized even (laughs) more profusely um I love that.
0: Oh, That's oh, fun. I love that. But um, <laughs> to answer your question, Kay, um, women are required to wear high heels at camp. Okay, I did hear about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and one of my favorites, Kristen Stewart, uh, lesbian icon. Oh um, yeah. You know she she famously doesn't wear her shoes. She'll carry them so that way she's following the rules, but wearing heels. Yep, but she's <laughs> carrying them. And the and the and also that's where all of the really good Adam Driver
1: hair photos are from.
2: Oh yeah, he always looks. Good. <sighs> he does. He
0: has beautiful hair.
1: Oh well, you are talking about the relationship dynamics. Um. Can you give us what appeals to you in some of these relationship dynamics? We talked about Holdo and Poe. Uh, what 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 appeals to you there? What appeals you to the what appeals to you for the Raylo dynamics as well? Um, like what part of that?
2: I love just tension and heat, so that that way I can turn it into fluff. Um, I love just that little spark of like we don't like each other right now, but there could be something later. Ooh, that fine line. Yep. I'm ashamed to admit it, but The the Rise of Skywalker, I was like, Poe and Ray, yes, even though they're bickering the entire time. I'm like,
0: no, no, I I was I I was there, too. Like, I I sat in the theater, like crying and angry, but I was also mentally like, this is so
2: perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like they're finally interacting. I know the way that they just glare at each other, the way that they just glare at each other. And I was just like, this is all because Poe introduced himself too many times to (laughs) Ray. This is all what it is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just I know who you are, Poe. Please stop introducing yourself. I know you keep
2: forgetting who I am, but I
1: know who you are.
2: Yeah, any any couple that has a little bit of sexual tension as well as we don't like each other. I'm just like, yep.
1: That's yep. Let's see. Okay. Is is wouldn't? Be a smut hut affiliated podcast with a smut question. So do you prefer more romantic depictions of sexual intimacy or raunchy depictions of sexual intimacy in your fics as a reader and as a writer? Because I just read (laughs) Laundromat and there were some. Oh my God. (laughs) Fanning
2: myself
1: reading a fic where Kylo goes down on Ray and like eats her out after he came in her and I'm just like so into this right now you're like well this is happening
2: (laughs) oh the funny thing about laundromat is that my real life crush ended up reading it and I totally forgot how raunchy it was until I went back and read it like months after he had told me he read it I went oh that oh oh I hope that went I mean, damn. I mean, nothing became of it, but yeah. (laughs) But um, it depends on my mood. I prefer to write more romantic just because Mm -hmm. I blush so much during the raunchy ones. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know what mood I was in when I was writing Laundromat. That was kind of a five day fever dream. Um, ooh, I ooh. like 5-Day Fever Dreams. Yeah, I knocked oh. that one
1: out in, I think, less than a week. And I, I, I love the author notes that are like, I should be doing
2: my homework, but actually, I'm writing but this book instead. actually. Totally. I, I remember sitting yeah. on my dormer bed and just writing smut while my roommate was asleep. <laughs>
0: Amazing! But that's like how I spent so much of undergrad. Like I, I had a, I had a sorority sister who wrote the nanny smut. <gasps> oh my
1: god! I never thought of oh my it, god. but I no, appreciate
0: no. it. And I was so blown away. I was like, "Excuse me," because she's from very South Georgia, and she was like, "Well, I love, I love the nanny." Oh my and god! It was. <laughs> It was everything to discover that about her.
1: She's like, I just love Fran Drescher's voice. And it's just her and her rich, her rich employer. Is that what the yeah. shit was? What would you call that yeah. shit?
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't even I've never read it, but she would spend hours writing nanny fanfic and I would be in the other room writing stuff.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, it was the best. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> so I, I think that sounds like a great use of your time, Aqua. I really do. <laughs> Thank you. I, I support it. And that five day fever dream. I feel like that would be such a great title for a story. Someone needs to make that story happen. I agree. I mean, you really are so clever with dialogue. I think that's what one of my favorite things. Everyone is very witty. Are are, are you that way in real life? Are you always with snappy one liners?
2: Yes, I can Han Solo charm my way out of anything. I've had. <gasps> I've had many people be mad at me because I let something slip and then I turned it into like a amazing compliment and they're like, oh, fuck you.
0: That what a power. I mean, have you gotten out of like trouble with cops? Like, I want to hear a story now about (laughs) your
2: Han Solo skills. Not cops, but my mother constantly. And she's like, I don't know where you got it from, but there's a reason you have never been grounded in your entire life. And that is because you can <gasps> charm your life. <laughs> I mean, if there's if there's
1: anything that you should have that like power over, I feel like your parents is one of them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Whatever caregiver you have, you better talk your way out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so good. You 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 have you have the solo gift of gab.
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I'm very proud of it.
1: What about you, Aqua? Did you have anything that you'd like to say about your writing process or like how you feel about the fandom? Um, I know that you've been struggling with a lot of positivity in the fandom, just feeling like driven with a lot of the negativity that's been happening on the timeline. I feel like Twitter is a good place to rant, but it's a hard time trying to figure out how to curate your experience.
2: Like, I don't want people to stop. feel like they need to stop complaining, but the negativity has been a lot, especially, and it just... It's not that I'm like, eh, the, movie, like, the movie's over, it's done, stop complaining. It's that mm-hmm. I know that it hurts so many people, and I care about this fandom, and I wish that I could fix it, and I know that I can't. Yeah, and, that and it's hard because I think you're
1: a thing. multi-shipper, so you see all the potential in other relationships that mm-hmm. even TROS gave you as disappointing as it was, you know? It is tough
0: being a multi-shipper in this fandom. Cause you sort of get penned into the Raylo box and then you're like, but I'm more than that. But I'm a Raylo who likes Poe. I know that's rare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what be- if I told you, I also write Kylux, <laughs> you know, yes. and other stuff. <laughs>
2: and then people are like, no, give me more murder husbands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I wrote it once, but then I just haven't since. And I don't know why. Um. But yeah, it's just, Oh no. There's so much negativity and I want to fix it, even though I can't. And that's the hardest part. Um, so, yeah, I, ju- I just try to be positive. I try to be that little bit of light because I get mm-hmm. DMs constantly saying thank you so much for being so positive. Um, yeah. And so I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, you really
1: you really are. Thank you. And I think, I think it's, I think it's appreciated by a lot of people. And I think they, I think there's needs to be some of that. Um, And I really appreciate. The handful of people who do that like organize all those like we love ben solo hashtags and stuff like that because it's really bright and wonderful to see those things on uh, my timeline as well uh mm-hmm. because that makes me feel you know what like there were there were nuggets of inspiration that came out of tros that may not have oh, been totally. everyone's cup of tea but yeah. like if you're if you're really into fan fiction you can take those nuggets and
2: run like feather oh, totally <laughs> yo- like yep, you you can do a lot. Post TFA and post prose fan fiction has been—I don't—I want to say it has been better than the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like I, as much as I love that movie, there was a well. We thought it was very clear. Apparently, the others who made it did not. Um, yeah, or who made prose did not. Um, there was a very clear direction, and so many people ran with it. And I kind of missed the amount of just fuck canon there was after the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I, I only got into fan fiction um like right before uh Last Jedi. Um and so and so like I, I was getting those nuggets of like really interesting fan fiction. Um and I, I think that it's a lot more innovative now than it's ever been. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: definitely agree because I I got into Raylo in May of 2016, mm-hmm. 20, I, I think. Yeah, something like that. And I, I remember reading it and going like, oh, what's this? And there was so much of that like fuck canon. And, and that's what I really loved about Star Wars fans. And I, I hope that we'll see more of that attitude of like, I can do better <laughs>
2: like, and I'm going to show you. <laughs>
1: And we're all going to have fun. Well, I think this was a wonderful uh, interview. I have one last question for you, Aqua. And that question is, would you ever or have you ever written a Twitter fic? I,
2: I have one going right now. Yes. Ooh. Um, I'm not updating it as much as I should, considering the amount of updating a Twitter fic. Name. Oh, yeah, it's hard. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a kind of little cracky, little fluffy vampire one going on. Ooh, Ooh.
1: And then is there any fic that you would like to shout out that you think has slept on that you're reading or a friend's on authors-like fic that you'd like to talk about for a second? Or uh, is there anything that you're working on right now that you'd like to share with us?
2: I do have two Dark Jedi pilots in the works. Yes! (laughs) Both modern um and then yeah i do have a little secret project Ooh,
0: i'm
1: excited that have about opened.
0: that as soon as you said secret project i started singing secret project to the tune of secret tunnel from avatar
2: the last okay, airbender I, where's the
1: rendition we need to hear it it's Secret Project! Secret Project!
2: Through
0: the fandom! Or something, right? Somewhere my voice teacher is like having a conniption fit. She's like, I taught you to sing better than that, you little shit. But anyway, so I'm so excited about the Secret Project. Yes, though. it is. Dark Ray is involved. Oh, like yes! Activism. I need someone to hold me. I'm so excited because your dark ray is going to be so oh glamorous gosh. and yes. terrifying. Yes. So
2: like, excited. oh my goodness. Supreme, yes. Supreme Empress Dark <gasps> My mind is blown. <sighs> I'm excited to write the outfits. I'm fanning myself. <laughs> and a modern. I modern-y? can't wait.
1: I can't, can't wait. No to a modern dark. <sighs> um, oh, it's, oh, not, it's modern. not modern. This Ooh, canon.
0: canon.
2: <laughs> which I don't usually write.
0: Ah! I love it. That all sounds so wonderful. We're so lucky to have you in Fandom oh, Aqua. truly really are. Thank you so much for everything that you do.
1: (laughs) And thank you for being so supportive and wonderful. Thank you for agreeing to be our first episode um, because this has been really fun. So thank both of you for coming and helping out with this. Thank you guys. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Yes, it was so fun. This
2: is honestly (laughs) so,
0: I just feel so happy and so glowy right now. really It it really is. It really is.
1: is. You can find the Smut Hut on Twitter, Tumblr, Kofi, and Gmail at Smut Hut Podcast. This episode was edited by Blowjob of the Hut. Special thanks to Ramsey's Beyond SoundCloud for the music. See you around, kids.